I was able to show them the back of my camera screen and just to see their smiles and how happy they were. You know, they're not the best dressed. They probably, you know, not so well groomed, but they were happy with themselves seeing who they are. If you're like me, you have a heart for missions and may have already done some missions work yourself. But you also see some huge issues in the way missions are being done. Like why are we still sending out monthly newsletters in a digital age when technology allows for instant updates in the palm of your hand? Or why are we convinced that we need to raise two years support before going when all 12 disciples dropped what they were doing and walked away? Or why are we allowing denominations to decide who can and cannot go do what God is calling them to do just because of things they've done in their past? And at what point did we brand following Christ to be a life of scarcity and sacrifice when it's truly a life of abundance and privilege? These are some of the blaring questions in the missions world today. And Watch Missions Live is here to reshape the way you see missions. It's time for missionaries to rise up, create a shift in perspective, a change, a revolution in the way things are done and give you the real story. One of abundance, fulfillment, and privilege. My name is Aaron Jennings, and welcome to Watch Missions Live. Hey everybody, this is Aaron Jennings with Watch Missions Live, and today we have Sandra Pimentel and Melissa Alves, and we're going to be talking about Sandra's trip to Mozambique. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Sandra, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra. I am from South River, New Jersey. I am a wedding and lifestyle photographer, and um, that's basically all I can say about myself. <laughs> this is my first time on a podcast. Well, so hey, that's me. all right. <laughs> We're just hanging out talking. That's what a podcast is all about. Hey, Melissa, you can go ahead and tell us about yourself, too. You're here. We want to know you, too. Okay, okay. Well, hello, everybody. Hello, Aaron and Sandra. Um, I'm excited to be here today um, with Sandra because we are sharing her mission to Mozambique. And I still, till this day, don't know all about it. All I saw was the beautiful, beautiful, breathtaking pictures that she shared on social media. And when she shared those pictures it and her message, it just moves me because I felt like I was there with her, okay, mm -hmm. even though I wasn't. And seeing all these beautiful smiley faces, um, it was just uh, it was just humbling. And and I was excited once we, me and you got together because yeah. I'm like, I know somebody that did a mission <laughs> trip and she lives right in my town. That's right. So, and so, for those of you who so don't know, like, for those of you who don't know, Melissa is actually a part of our Watch Missions Live team, and she will be on other episodes telling her stories as well, because Melissa's got some mission stories of her own. So you'll be hearing more from Melissa, too. But today, it's all about Sandra. That's it. That's right. <laughs> we want to hear about Mozambique today. So first of all, tell us kind of how did you find out about this trip to Mozambique? Like, how'd you get into it? How'd you hear about it? How do you come around like in your mind and heart to even care about going to a mission trip? So I've always wanted to be a missionary since I was maybe in middle school. So you know that big question that everyone asks, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I used to say, I want to be a missionary. And I was not ashamed of it. I would tell everybody that that's what I wanted to do. Um, but it wasn't until I turned um, in my early 30s. I was um, how old? I was 31 years old. and um, I 
got into my uh, wedding photography business um, about seven years ago. But at 31 years old, I photographed this one couple. And um, I asked them, um, as I ask everyone about their love story and where they're going on their honeymoon after the wedding, and they told me that they were going on a mission trip to Mozambique. And that sparked my interest because I'm Portuguese, and I know in Mozambique, they speak Portuguese. Uh -huh. And this couple, they're not Portuguese, they're Ukrainian. <laughs> so um, I was just so excited for them, and I thought that was something so selfless. And then that sparked my interest from there. Um, so... Um, I photograph their wedding. They go on their honeymoon. They come back, and we talk about they, we meet to talk about their album. And um, I just saw their faces glowing. They're just so like beautiful and happy as they were talking about their trip. And then I was just like, "Connect me. How can I get into this?" Um, <laughs> and um, and then they're like, "Well, the next." Um, the next trip is like in a couple of months, but I was like, no, I have the month of February free. Um, as wedding season like kind of slows down, January and February don't really have too many jobs. So right. I told them I could, be, I could go alone in February. So that's what I did. Um, I contacted um, the, so I went with the orphanage called um, uh, Love Never Fails. And that's a Ukrainian based um, orphanage in Mozambique. And um, so they, I spoke to um, one of one of the head coordinators, and he um, he went through all of all of you know the uh, visas and everything with me, and and um, so from there, um, I just took this huge trip. Uh, there's so so much to say, actually. Um, we'll go <laughs> was, more into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's that's basically the beginning of that. Um, Can I ask you something? Sure. Uh, you said no. I'm, I'll go alone. What do you What do you mean by that? So um, basically, a lot of trips you go with a group. Um, usually, there's a group leader, um, and you know there's um, more people. Mm -hmm. And um, in order for me to have gone with a group, I would have had to wait. But then, because of my wedding schedules. Um, the, the month of February was the only way. So then I, I'm not, like, thankfully, that's one of God's gifts to me is, like, I'm not really afraid of, of venturing out on my own. Um, so I, I ended up just going on my own without having, like, a group leader. Um, so it was, it was definitely an adventure, you know, getting through. So let me, wow. point, let's, let's point that out for everybody who would be listening mm -hmm. because there's two ways you just talked about there. And everybody thinks of the first one. Well, there's a mission trip going, but I can't go at that time, so I can't go. And we forget about it, or it gets sidelined, or we just say, well, I thought I could, but the only thing I know is that there's this mission trip and this mission trip, and I can't ever get the right time. You literally can go anytime you want, you know, just like that. You're still going to either raise money or pay your own way. And you said you went to help with somebody that had something there, right? They had an orphanage or something already there? Yes, it, it was an already established orphanage. They right. have about 12 children. Um, so it's really locals that run it, and they have one missionary who ended up staying there and living there, and she got married to the pastor. So um, there are some missionaries that end up staying and living there. Um, I didn't. I just stayed for a little too <laughs> Spoiler alert, she's back. <laughs> yes. They created their little love story. Right. But that's what a lot of people think they have to get that mission trip and that's the only way to get started or they have to just sell everything and move somewhere. 
And it's like, no, there's people on the ground that are doing full-time missions. And at any time, you know, God prompts or you just want to, you can just pack up and fly over to where they're at and just show up and help with whatever they need. Typically, you can get a hold of everybody these days through some website or email or something. Yeah. In some of these countries, it takes quite a while to respond. But <laughs> if you want to go, you can still pick up and go anytime. I like people to understand that it's super flexible. If you want to get into some sort of missions, there's always a way to help people. Yes. And I found that easy, too, with the fact um, I the next trip that I want to go to is to India. And I did find another organization, and it's called Love Never Fails. It's also a Christian um, organization. And it was very easy. All you have to do is just really uh, submit an application um, and give, give like, your background and all of that. Um, and then they interview you. So that's going to be next on my list. How cool. oh, exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Add another country, another trip. Why not? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so with this one, so we figure out kind of how you found it. You just searched them out. You knew somebody, it came through your business, and then you searched them out. They had a mission. You just flew over and helped with it. So when you got there, what did you do? Like, tell us about your time on the ground. So when I got there, uh, the actually, this is not, uh, this is, it's not it's not the most magical story because in the beginning I did catch the flu um, so I was um, oh, that's a real part of it <laughs> I was very sick. yes very real I very was very real sick um, actually it was the second day that I went to the uh, to the pastor the lead pastor of uh, the orphanage and I told him and I cried because I felt like I couldn't even breathe I was really sick and, and the next pharmacy was about two two to three hours away and I would have to have a private car take me um, so I told him, I'm ready to go home. And one thing that he said to me that made, like he prayed over me, they laid hands on me to pray over my flu. Um, and uh, one thing that he said that made me stay, he was like, Sandra, you can go home and I guarantee that as soon as you hit American soil, that you will feel bad, better again. But if you don't stay, if you don't endure through this, then you don't know what God has for you if you don't stay. So uh, for him, to have said that, I was just like, great, now I'm, now I'm staying. <laughs> no, I have to. Um, and what was really sweet about it was that I, I went with the intention of helping the children. And it ended up being that they were helping me. Um, <laughs> I hear that it, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were helping me. And then um, one of the last days, uh, thankfully, I didn't get anyone else sick. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the little girls, she caught um, like a case of malaria. And um, so she was very sick and she had a high fever and she clung to me. And I felt like I had the opportunity to actually help her. And it was just like, oh, I wanted to. I, and it's funny how in the beginning it took me two days to want to go back home. And then at the end, I'm like, no, can I stay a little longer? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it was just, that part was incredible. Like, not being sick, but the fact that right, yeah. they were so caring and they just had met me. Mm -hmm. There's so many times people talk about a mission trip, and especially if it's a short one, because you said you went for how long? This was a week trip? Is that right? Oh, our video froze up. Hold on just a second. Yeah, now we're good. We're good. There. Okay, so this was like a week-long trip, right? Two weeks and a half. Okay, yeah, two and a half weeks. Sorry, I didn't write it down. I was guessing. 
<laughs> but so on a on a lot of the shorter trips, people always come back, especially on the first one, they always come back with that same report. I went thinking I was going to help them and I got so much more out of it. It was amazing because mm -hmm. I think what a lot of people don't understand is that travel actually changes you. Just the travel and the experience and meeting new people. You can go to help and you will help, but it's amazing how much you actually learn and get out of it too. It's a two-way street. It works great. <laughs> so what is, I always like to, well, I'll, I'll uh, give a little backstory a little bit. We were in missions for four, and a, uh, four years, full-time, just out roaming around. And unless you actually meet us, you probably won't hear any of our awesome stories. That's how Watch Missions Live came, is because we wanted to get the stories out. So I always like to ask, what is a story that's a godsident or something amazing that we wouldn't know about unless we ran into you and you could tell us about this amazing little thing that really was just something to you on your trip? It can be a godsident or just something, something awesome. Well, I, something awesome. I would just say, um, you know, the, the fact that I, I stayed longer than I, I'm, I'm the type of personality that um, I kind of give up a little early when it comes to things. And the fact that I stuck through it, um, that was definitely God sent. I saw things that I never imagined seeing. I, um, they had baptisms and I did see different things um, that I probably would have uh, really thought it would never happen. So in Africa, they do a lot of like spiritual things um, and um, I don't know if I, if I should even say it, but like I've seen, um, people getting released from spirits. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've never really like, I'm a Christian, but I never really seen that part of it. Yeah. Um, and so it, it just really opens my eyes. And then I also saw, um, I, I saw how differently, um, you know, the children in the orphanage, um, were well taken care of, but then going out into the villages and actually speaking and taking photos of the other, uh, the other children who did have parents who did have like who lived in the village. They had they had more of a need, mm -hmm. um, and so that that broke my heart a bit. But then also seeing how happy they were with just so little, mm -hmm. and um, that to me was just like you know we have everything in the palm of our hands here in the U.S. Um, you know, it's easy to go to a Starbucks and get a cup of coffee while there, you know, $5 can go so, so long in just buying foods for probably, I'm sorry, groceries for like, you know, a couple of days or a week. And then, um, so one thing that I thought was amazing was uh, as a photographer, I documented a lot of this. And um, as I was taking pictures, the people um, from young to old, they were so happy with me taking their photos. And because I was uh, taking pictures on a digital format, I was able to show them the back of my camera screen and just to see their smiles and how happy they were. You know, they're not the best dressed. They probably, you know, not so well groomed, but they were happy with themselves seeing who they are. And here as a photographer in the US, people are so critical. Can you Photoshop this? Can, oh, I'm not so happy with this. Or, you know, it, it's a different reaction here where I feel like we're not as happy where there it's just like there's just this pure joy that's just seeing your reflection and i think that's something that i brought with me is just you know going back to just the simplicity of things yeah yeah, yeah that's that's kenya um we were in kenya at an orphanage there it was the exact same thing they were constantly take my picture 
Yes. And it's like, and they don't, you know, they don't dust the dirt off their face or uh-huh. nothing. They're just like, oh, hey, take my picture. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> and they're always just posing, like middle of yard work. They'll pick up the rake and be like, picture. Uh-huh. Like covered in dirt and everything else is like, yeah. they just, it's the simple joys, like you're saying. It's, it's fun to see all that stuff. I know I've told this story before, but um, just in case you don't watch all the episodes and it's the first time you hear it, I got put in my place by a, I think he was 19, 19 or 20 in Kitali, Kenya. We were walking barefoot from place to place. And he asked if we walked a lot in America. He's like, do you walk, do you walk a lot in America to get around? You know, cause in, in Kenya, we're like walking everywhere. And I was like, I instantly felt bad. I was like, no, we're lazy. We drive everywhere. And he like stopped walking and he stopped me and he, he touched my arm. And he goes, you're not lazy to use what God's given you. He gives us feet. We walk. He gives you a car. You use it. I was like, Oh wow, that's um, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> like, like I just got punched by a poor kid. Like, uh-huh. you know, it brings you back to the reality of it. Like, don't whine about what we have, but recognize that it's a gift from God. That's at whatever thing. level, you know, like that, and find joy in wherever you're at. Because he had more joy in that situation than I did. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I always like to remind people, like when you say things like that, it's amazing how many people in the world we look at them and say. They don't have anything. And they look at us and they're like, I feel bad for you guys. You're all so sad. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Yeah, because, there's, you know, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I honestly, when I was there, I didn't see anyone depressed or anyone sad about life. And, you know, here coming back, and then I actually went through a little bit of a depression myself coming back because, like, life is so different here. And, you know, a part of me actually wanted, it was like, you know, yearning to go back to Africa. And I think that's something that I just feel like it's, it will always have a piece of my heart. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I was thinking about that. As soon as you said you wanted to come back after a couple of days, I was like, as soon as you set foot on soil, you're going to wish you were back in Africa again. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the way it it's works. It's a quick attachment. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, great. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add or or give to people while we're here? Or is that pretty much like covers a lot of the stories and where we were at? I would just say, you know, um, for anyone who fears uh, going on a missions trip, I think to pray for courage, to just pray that God guides. And and also for those who worry about finances, like where God guides, he provides, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's, those are two big things. I think that, um, you know, I can definitely take away from it too. Um, you know, I had a lot more courage being there than I ever thought. I had family members before going telling me, oh, it's not a good idea for you to travel by yourself or to do this. Yeah. And of course, as, as a woman, you should always like be very watchful, be careful, you know, and, and know your boundaries, like, and also study the culture before going, know like whether or not to wear a long dress. So that's one question that I asked them, like what their, um, what their attire is. And they told me to make sure to wear like long skirts, long dresses as a woman. And, you know, and then talk also bring like a, a church dress. Um, so I wore a lot of skirts. So that's something that I think, you know, doing a little homework before going is uh, important. Um, and then also uh, watching for the, the climate and temperature because it was a lot hotter than I expected it to be. <laughs> and, you know, just to always be well prepared um, and well prayed out. 
and keep a journal uh, of every day. So. That's right. Journals and photos. That's what you're uh-huh. for forever. Yes. <laughs> well, great. Thank you for being on the podcast and telling us your stories today. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, thank you for your time. Please remember to rate and subscribe. After being a full-time missionary, I got tired of people looking at me like it must be really hard to do what you do. And they'd say things like, I'd love to be able to do something like that, but insert excuse. When the real reason was because they saw what we were doing as a sacrifice. That to do missions work, they would have to give up everything. That quite honestly was forcing them to do things they didn't like for people they couldn't stand so they could afford things that they didn't need. The truth is, as full-time missionaries, it was one of the few times in my life when I was truly fulfilled. It was the closest to God I'd ever been. Debt-free, not stressed, and living the life of an adventure I'd always wanted. If you too believe that it's time for a change, then head over to watchmissionslive.com and join the revolution.